Myers, an evangelical Christian um, who the White House promoted strenuously among other evangelicals, well, her, her nomination was brought down largely by conservatives, non-evangelicals mostly, who said she was not qualified for the position. In the last couple of decades, however, more evangelicals have been pursuing legal degrees, uh, including at elite colleges. Quote, there are now vibrant Christian fellowships at Harvard and Yale, said Lindsay. Ten years from now, it would be entirely possible to see an evangelical Protestant on the Supreme Court. Rachel Heflin, a senior at Patrick Henry College, a Virginia school whose students are mostly evangelicals from homeschooling backgrounds, said many of her friends are heading to law school next year. She says, when your circle of friends is comprised of aspiring lawyers, the joke is about who's going to make it to the high court first, said Heflin, an evangelical Christian who will be attending George Washington University Law School on scholarship, which means that a Protestant Supreme Court resurgence may be not that far off. I have no problem with a Protestant on the Supreme Court. Mainline Protestants, Lutherans, you know, Anglicans, uh, whatever, um, they believe in the separation of church and state, just like Catholics and Jews do. But evangelicals, now that's a problem. Evangelicals, most of them believe that the Bible is inerrant. That's what they tell me. You read it word for word. That's it. That's God's word. Even though there's lots of stuff in that Old uh, Testament that's like really screwy. And then there's the question of which Bible are they reading? Is it the King James Bible? Is it the Comic Illustrated Bible? Is it the Backwards Bible for Blind Satanists? I mean, what Bible are they reading? In any case, they bring that kind of Ayatollah thinking with them. And if they bring it to the Supreme Court, oh my, oh my, I shudder to think of a Supreme Court justice who decides that his or her reading of the Bible is equal to or greater to his or her reading of the Constitution. God's law over man's law. Not a good idea. Lately I've been feeling old Feel it in my bones Feel it in my fingertips, you know I can Feel it in my toes Don't feel much good for nothing anymore And I think it shows And another sunset Got a wife who loves me She tells me all the time I Got a boy who's good to me No, he would give me his last dime And I don't understand it all I've been thinking about a life of crime And another sunset A homicidal menopausal ditch I fall in here. And I'm feeling suicidal. I think it's time to sink a swim. 
friend yesterday We used to play and sing Said he let the music die, you know Couldn't play a goddamn thing And inside he looked so sad Like a part of him was gone And it's another sunset I'm on the phone with Scott Wild, Radio Friaz's guru of social networking. And Scott, we the last time we spoke, we we got kind of a general history of social networking. But what I want to know right. now, oh by the way, hi. <laughs> how are you? How are, how are you, Peter? <laughs> You're out there in Bismarck. Is it is it as cold as it is here on Whidbey Island? You know, actually, it's uh, we have a really nice day. We, it is so windy here right now, though. Uh, that's that's what we deal with a lot is is just major wind. We're in a high wind warning, if you will. Oh yeah, well, we were yesterday, by the way. In fact, I could hardly get in the studio because there were trees down everywhere. So, oh well, I guess Rick Perry, the uh, uh, governor of Texas, would say that's an act of God. The way he said that the the oil the oil rig disaster was an act of God. I love that. All right, well, we'll get into that later. Okay, here's well, the thanks thing. Thanks for the wind, anyways. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people listening to Radio Free Oz are in business or are starting businesses or are going to be interviewing, you know, to, to get a job. And social networking is going to come up, you know, in the lives of all of these people because social networking is different from the old media marketing. What is the difference between the social network model and the old marketing media model? Well, you know, when you look at traditional media, which is your radio, print, and TV, which you've had experience with in the past, I mean, with all of your products and Firesign and all of that, you definitely use those traditional means to get the message out. And, and the people, it's important for people to understand what the difference is between traditional media, which is that radio, print, and TV, and the social media, which is your website, your blogs, your Twitter, your Facebook. And the first difference is that traditional media is a monologue. It's a one-way dialogue. Mm -hmm. You typically get your message and you push it out. It's like being in church. You got to listen. Okay. (laughs) So in traditional media or your social media is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. You can still push the same message out, but now you have an opportunity for a dialogue and I can get feedback immediately from you. It might be in the form of a blog comment, or maybe I can have you click on a link and fill a form out, or you can uh, forward it on to someone or you can start a conversation, not even just with me, but even some of the other people that are consuming my products and services. So you can create a community of people that are dialoguing about your information. The other thing is that traditional media is about getting attention. Mm -hmm. You need to cut through the clutter. I mean, how many different messages are we bombarded with every single day? And 
it, we have to cut through the clutter. We have to make sure that we can interrupt what they're currently doing and pay attention or stop, stop the TiVo from, you know, whipping past our commercial and even look. I mean, they're even shooting commercials for that now so that they're visually appealing enough to stop during someone fast-forwarding through TiVo. <laughs> but so you have to get their attention. Your social media is not about getting attention. It is about giving attention. Hmm. Okay? What do you mean by that? Well, when they come, you know, think of when I, I used to consult with web companies when they were building new sites, whether small mom and pops or the large corporations, they were so focused on what their site looked like and, and the font color and the right image. But you know what? None of the content on there actually was of value to the people coming to the website. Mm-hmm. It was all internal centric information. It was their mission statement on the homepage. You know, that's just, you know, I always ask people, are you adding value to the web or are you just validating yourself in the industry? Good. A very good question. Yeah. 